up everybody you are in the numbers with daryl darby in case you're not familiar with this podcast let me tell you how this is going to work my team and i will provide you with our in-depth analysis and observations of happening in the sports world and at the end of the show we'll provide you with a number of the day introduce my um co-host james foster what's up james what's up man all right we're gonna get right into it starting with the sweet 16 um Sweet 16, Elite 8, the Final Four is now set. Uh, you got South Carolina and Gonzaga in one bracket or on one side, and you got Oregon and UNC on the other. James, what did you learn this weekend from these games? Well, I've learned that De'Aaron Fox is a high prospect, and his stock has definitely went up after the UCLA game. And I don't think that um, the UNC game that he had against – the game that he had against UNC will hurt his stock any much – I mean, any – at all, and I think that um, UNC will win it all. I think they showed their dominance in the game against um, Kentucky. They kind of controlled the game a lot, and they handled Monk and Fox pretty well. Even though they got their points, it took them a lot of. They made them work a lot for their shots that they did get. And I just think that their size, along with the way that they offensive rebound, they lead the tournament in offensive rebounding by a large margin. I just think that with their depth, I think they're going to be a hard team to beat. I definitely agree, man. Joel Berry, who's been playing on a bum ankle for most of this tournament, he had 26 points against Butler. Uh, Justin Jackson pitched in 24 points, five rebounds, five assists. And to be honest with you, North Carolina played great in both the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16. Uh, Joel Berry followed up his good Elite Eight, or sorry, Sweet 16 performance with a solid 11.4 rebound, three assist game against uh, UK. So the guards, the guards from North Carolina performing, Justin Jackson's coming through. Obviously, the story of the entire weekend was Luke May. This is a guy who was a walk-on. <laughs> he was a walk-on, and uh, Coach Coach Roy Williams even said it. He was like, "I must be a fool for having asked this guy to walk on." So, so Luke May, and and obviously everyone knows he hit the game-winning shot. So Luke May is kind of the the story of the weekend. But this North Carolina team looks good, man. They look really good. Yeah, the only thing that really concerns me is the Joel Berry injury. Roy Williams just said that he's scared to death because he doesn't really know too much about Joel Berry's ankle. But other than that, I, I pretty much I, I think they're gonna be able to take the crown because they're just so big and they're so they have so much depth. And even uh, it's funny like about that Luke May story. They said the next day in class, like he got a standing ovation in one of his business classes. Yeah, like, it, it was all on uh, Twitter. They, I guess a girl put it on Snapchat. And yeah, they, he got a—he's a celebrity now, man. He had a hey, game-winning shot. That's they're comparing that shot. They're comparing that shot to uh, the Christian Leitner shot. And today is actually the 25th anniversary of the Christian Leitner shot. Yeah, man, that's what—that's what sports is all about, man. You go from zero to hero in a day. Really can, really can. So on to the, I guess, Cinderella team of the tournament now, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, first of all, they have now their men and their women in the. NCAA Final Four. It's on the 12th time that has happened, so shout out to South Carolina. South Carolina, again, two weekends in a row, four wins. Now they're going to the Final Four. They're just two wins away. James, I know I said it last week, and I kind of was joking, but now it's it's last weekend it was four wins away. This weekend they're two wins away. Can South Carolina really continue? Can they really win a national championship in basketball? <sighs> 
I don't want to see it happen, but it's looking like more and more likely that it's going to happen because they have a great defense. They have a very physical defense, and they have a great leader in Cinderus Thornwell. I think that's how you say his name. Um, yeah, he's been having a great tournament so far. He's great offensively and defensively. He's been compared to Kawhi Leonard at at points, and I just think that they have the ingredients to make a good run into the championship and possibly even win the national championship. Frank Martin, he's a good coach, as aggressive as he is, and you know whatever team he coaches, they're going to compete. So I think that they have a great chance of winning. I just can't see it. Like, It's just South Carolina. Like, Right. South Carolina is probably the last school you would think of to win a national basketball championship. Yeah. But here they are in the Final Four taking on Gonzaga. Who do you like in this game? South Carolina or Gonzaga? <laughs> Man, I don't like neither one of these teams. I'm never, I've never been confident about Gonzaga. But if I had to pick one, I'm gonna have to say Gonzaga, just because they're so loaded. It's gonna be hard for South Carolina to be as physical on defense with them because they have so much depth and they can hit you at different positions and hit you at different spots on the floor. So I'm probably gonna have to go with Gonzaga in this game. My heart is telling me South Carolina, but my mind is telling me Gonzaga. Uh, the line opened up at six and a half in favor of Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really telling me too much. That's about what I would expect it to open at. I thought it would open a little closer. I thought it would open around four maybe and then move up to five, maybe five and a half, but opened at six. So I expect it to move down. I think it'll go from, it's at six and a half. I think it'll go down to about six, five and a half. I love Cinderius Thornwell. Yeah, me too. I love everything that South Carolina stands for, man. They, they play defense. They're gritty. They really take on the persona of their head coach. They fight. They were down for majority of that game uh, against Florida, and they just continued to fight and fight and fight. And I really love that. And that's why, even after I watched them, I watched the Duke game. I said that's why I said last week in our show, I joked that they could win a championship possibly. But there was there was some truth behind it. I wasn't just speaking blindly. I really I really do like that team. So. On to the um, Oregon-North Carolina game. You said that you like North Carolina. I'm assuming you would think they'll win this game, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can agree with that. That line opened at five, which I actually thought it would be more. Yeah. I, will, I, don't, I don't like Oregon like that. I, I mean, like Oregon I, either. I, saw, I, well, I haven't watched much Oregon. I did watch the, the game they played against UConn in Maui. Mm-hmm. That was when they had Tyler Dorsey. Well, that was when they, um, they were at full strength. Tyler Dorsey played really well that game. I did I was very impressed with what they did, what they were able to do against Kansas. They were able to, for the most part, take Frank Mason and Devontae Graham out the game. They were able to control them, and um, Kansas never really got things going with their guards. And as we've all said before, you don't have guard playing in the NCAA tournament, then you don't really have much. Mm. But I don't think they'll be able to do that to these North Carolina guards because it's just all coaching, I think. And I'm not to say Bill Self is a bad coach, but... Bill Self has had great teams before, and they've just all fell short. They all have fell short. And I don't, I don't know what it is, man. Other than that one lucky shot, he's one. He, I won't say lucky, but he's won Mario Chalmers' missed three away from not having a national championship. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I I don't know what to take from that. But I just don't think Oregon will be able to do that against North Carolina. North Carolina is a team that seems to be on a mission. When they are good, they are good. They've been the number one seed. Four times in the past, I think, 10 years, and all four times they've made it to the Final Four. They've made it here. They won the national championship twice. So I don't think this year is much different. I think it's going to be a South Carolina-North Carolina championship matchup, and I'm going to go with North Carolina, the team I picked to win the championship from the very beginning. 
Yeah, I could see that happening. That would be a great ending to it. I can, I'd rather see South Carolina and North Carolina than South Carolina and um, Oregon. Because like you said, I haven't seen much Oregon before. And they don't really they don't really come out and, you know, their name doesn't really come out and hit you in the face like how North Carolina does as, as far as a national powerhouse. So I would, much, I would much rather see a national powerhouse in a championship. So I think a North Carolina-South Carolina final would be good. James, you know a Western con- a team from the Western Conference, well, Western half of the United States, sorry, has not won a national championship in 20 years. Wow. And there's a potential to see a West, a really a North, what, a Northwest um, championship. Gonzaga's in Washington, and Oregon is yeah. a state right below Washington. So, and they'll be playing all the way. Where's the Final Four this year? Phoenix. I Phoenix, yep. yeah. So it'll be on the West Coast. Yeah. Or you could see a possible North Carolina, South Carolina matchup. Mm-hmm. Real interesting. I saw something. It said teams from South Carolina are in three of the four Division One tournaments this year. You have uh, South Carolina is in the NCAA tournament, obviously. You have, I don't want to lie to you, you have Furman that's in, like, the CIT. And then you have Coastal Carolina who's in the CBI. <laughs> So these are like lesser tournaments, but that was just an interesting little. And like you said, the, the South Carolina girls—they're in the final four. Yeah, too. and the South Carolina girls are in the final four. So apparently, basketball is thriving. Yeah. In the state of South Carolina. Side note. Side note on that college basketball women's that Mississippi State UConn game might be closer no, than people. No, get think. out. Get out Bruh, right I'm now. I'm telling James. you, that Leave Morgan. The listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do hold on. not disgrace. Hold on. Do not throw Gina Oriamo's program hold in the on, dirt like on. that. I was watching Mississippi State. I forgot who they was playing uh, in the Elite Eight. But that girl, they have Morgan Williams. She's 5'6. She had 41.7 assists, no turnovers. That girl has some heart. And I'm telling I, you, it takes one person oh. to beat a great team. Now, LeBron showed you that last year. It takes one person to beat a great team. If she gets hot, hey, I know UConn is probably going to win, but I'm saying. If she gets hot, man, anything can happen. Do they have a line on that game? Can I? Can yeah, we gotta try on. to find that. Yeah, hold on. I, I think I can find it. We gotta try to find it. We gotta try to find the line on uh on the um final four matchup between UConn and uh what was it Mississippi State? I'm willing to bet UConn wins by at least 15. But while James looks that up, we're going to move on to the All America team. Um. In case you're not aware, the All-American teams, the AP All-American teams were released. Um, this year, the members on that team are guard Frank Mason from Kansas, Lonzo Ball from UCLA, Caleb Swanigan, Swanigan from Purdue, Justin Jackson from North Carolina. And the Who's fifth. the fifth member? I do not remember. Josh Hart. Josh Hart from Villanova. Um, so not a lot of freshmen. Never really is a lot of freshmen on the AP team, but... There it is. Do you feel like anyone was omitted from that team? No, I think they got it pretty much right. They picked the most solid players from the years and the the, the players that had their team had the most success. So I would agree with that um, That first team, All-American team, yeah. Moving on. Going to touch a little bit on the NBA here, just a little bit, because, you know, we're both NBA guys. James, I know he's very passionate about the NBA. What's going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers, bro? I'm loving it, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're now, loving to see the fold from Cleveland, huh? Yes, yes. Down, down goes the quote-unquote king. But, no, nah, um, I just think they're going through a rough patch in the year right now. It's hard, man. Like, he, he, LeBron wanted playmakers. He wanted shooters. 
you can't have shooters and defensive players. You got to pick one. <laughs> so he has the shooters he wants, but they can't play defense. So, I mean, you're stuck with what you got now, man. They're struggling on defense. And I don't. it's not going to be a problem going into the Eastern Conference. They're going to pretty much slide through the Eastern Conference, even though everyone wants to make a big deal about it. But Are you sure? I, I mean, know, right? Now, listen, I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm not a LeBron it, hater the way I was in, like, 2009, 10, but, 11. But let me tell you, bro, I'm not doing it, bro. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> buying into it. Up, I'm not bro. buying it, bro. <laughs> I did it with the Bulls, <laughs> the Pacers. The Celtics, I, I'm not doing it, bro. I'm not doing it. Until they actually beat them, bro, I'm not doing it, bro. So you, you can tell me who's going to beat them, the Celtics going to beat them. I have to see it, bro. I'm not doing it no more, bro. I didn't did it like You're not going to set yourself up for the heartbreak nah, no more, bro. bro. Bron got it, bro. You got that. Eastern, <laughs> he got that. But I don't know, man. I don't know. The, the Celtics have lost control of the Eastern Conference for the first time since November of 2015. So that's a little over a year and the a Cavs, half. The Cavs. Or sorry, the Cavs. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Cavs have lost control of the Eastern Conference for the first time since November 2015. So I don't I don't know, man. It's 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 a little worrisome because you have to figure what if they don't what what if they can't turn on that switch the way they think they can? That proverbial switch, it's what if it's not that easy to turn on for them? You know what I want to I would want to compare it to if that does happen that Lakers team that went to three straight finals and then they played the Mavericks and the Mavericks swept them I think that would be a lot like how that happened because that's their season was going similar they was like struggling throughout the regular season but everybody thought oh they were just turning on in the playoffs and then the Mavericks ended up sweeping them so the Lakers I'm, only got a two seed that year if I'm not mistaken right I don't or were remember. they the one that was yeah they were the one seed I'm sorry because that was the year I specifically remember that was like the coming out party for the Thunder. They took yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm sorry. They took the Lakers the six, and then in that second round, the the Lakers got swept. Yes. Yeah, so. so are you are you insinuating that the Cavs might get swept? <laughs> <laughs> bro, I told you, bro. I'm rocking with the Cavs until otherwise. But if I had to te- pick a team that could beat them, I'm gonna go with the Wizards because me personally, I think John Wall is better than Kyrie Irving, and. John Wall is just going to give Kyrie Irving so much problems in the series when they if they play against each other. Kyrie's going to give him a lot of problems too, but Kyrie can just not, he cannot stay in front of John Wall consistently. And Bradley Beal could pose a problem pose a problem at the two, but it's just too much LeBron for the, for the Wizards to handle. Okay, so is the one seed in serious danger for the Cavs? Like, are they really in danger of possibly having to go? on the road for the series, I guess, so to speak, for the Eastern Conference Finals, if everything went y'all. Assuming the Celtics got the one, Cavs got the two, and they met in the Eastern Conference Finals, they would have to go on the road. Is that a real possibility? Yes. I, I actually think the Celtics are going to uh, get the first seed, the number one seed. I think they play again um, a little early in early April. But um, from what I've seen, I can't remember the actual schedule, but I think the Celtics have the more favorable schedule. So I think this and the the Celtics really care about it. Like deep down inside, the Celtics know that they need it. The Cavs, they can do without it. So I think that the Celtics would actually fight to get the number one seed. And I think the Cavs would end up getting the number two seed, which would mean they'd have to play the Wizards in the second round. So yeah, I think the Celtics would end up at the end of the season with the number one seed. Mm. All right. On to what everyone's talking about. It's coming down to the end of the year. Everyone wants to know who is going to be the 2016-2017 NBA MVP. Kobe Bryant, who went on um, ESPN's first take, he suggested that this should be the first time in 
I don't know if ever, but first time since I've been keeping up with the NBA, that they do a co-MVP. Do you agree or do you disagree with that? Man, I think it would be tough to sell these players on co-MVPs, man. I think um, both players want it so bad that you can't really give it a co-MVP away. I think Harden wants it so bad because of the year that Steph won it the first year. I think he did think he deserved it that year. And then Russ may want it because he may feel that, oh, Kevin left and you guys thought I was going to fall off because of Kevin and he thought he was carrying us, but I could show you that I'm an MVP as well. So I think it will be hard to sell these guys on sharing an MVP, even though they're like friends. I think you have to give it to one or the other. But my question to you is, how do you tell a guy who's averaging 31.4 points, 10.5 rebounds, and 10.4 assists that he is not the best player in the league that year? Well, you tell him that by saying his team isn't as good as what they should be. But that's not entirely his fault. You can't. You can't blame him. He's not the general manager. You know where He's this just is going, point though. Guard. You know where this is going if I say what I want to say, and I don't want to go down that road. Who cares <laughs> about whatever Kevin Durant possibility you may say? Okay. I'm saying how do you tell a guy who's averaging a triple-double? How do you tell a guy who has 37 triple-doubles, the most since what, probably Oscar Robinson or Bill Russell? How do you tell that guy you – are not the best player in the league that year, this year. Because that's what the MVP is. The MVP is who's having the best year. How do you tell a guy like that he is not that's having not the best year? That's not necessarily true. The year Steph won it, it was best player on best team. It's a tough argument. It's a slippery slope. It's either best team on best, you know. But if you're the best I agree player with you, though. on the I agree best with you. team, chances are you're having the best year. Last year he was MVP. He hit 5,000 million The first threes. year, though, Harden was having the better year. You're but he right. Just, you just, you know. Okay, but generally speaking, it's the best player, the player who's having the best year. Mm-hmm. So how I think, do you tell him he's not getting MVP? I think it's, man, these these players are putting up such crazy numbers. That's why it's so hard of a discussion because while, yes, he's having a great number statistically with the triple-doubles and the, the points that he's averaging, rebounds and assists, those aren't necessarily equating to wins. Even, like, even when he doesn't have a triple-double, they lose the majority of the games that he doesn't have a triple-double. So, I mean... You can't really say that the numbers and the things that he's doing is equating to wins. But on the other hand, James Harden's team is one of the top four team, top four or five teams in the league. So it's and he's I have putting a perfect rebuttal for you. Well, okay, wait, hold on. And he's putting up some of the perf, some of the similar numbers that Westbrook up, is putting up. It's just not as much as Westbrook is putting up. Okay, name the second best player on the Thunder. I'll have to say Stephen Adams. Now name the second best player on the Rockets. I would have to say Ryan Anderson. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Eric, these so, players are, come on, bro, both ways. They're both ways. James Harden has a – No, but listen. <laughs> okay, not, okay. Listen, first of all, the two players you named, what can they do? What What are their specialties? Score. Well, not Adams, but – Oh, you're talking about – No, I'm the, talking about for the Rockets. Oh, they're two shoot threes. They shoot threes. In today's NBA, what do you have to be able to do? Shoot threes. Okay. But no, oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. No, can let, I, can on, I let go? Finish. Let me finish. Okay, go ahead, finish. finish. Go ahead, finish. What are, the, what are the OKC Thunder the absolute worst at or bottom five in the NBA? Shooting, shooting threes. threes. If you can't space the floor, if you can't spread the floor, I don't, off top, I don't have the stats in front of me, off top, 
I'm willing to bet there's no OKC Thunder player in the top, I'd say, 50 in NBA three-point percentage with minimum, what, did I think it's two attempts a game or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's, I'm willing to bet there's not one in the top 50. I'd probably even be willing to go top 75. So it's, yes, overall their skill set may be about the same, but it's about what it's about what you can do with your skill set. If you all you can do is stand around the rim and dunk, mm-hmm. you're clogging the lane for Westbrook. And Westbrook himself isn't a shooter. Obviously, James Harden is a shooter. He can get to the rim. If you collapse on him, you can dish it to Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon can make a three. If you rotate on Eric Gordon, that means you're leaving Ryan Anderson. Ryan Anderson can make a three. Trevor Ariza can make a three. All the players on the Rockets can shoot. That's why they're playing better because that's how the NBA is slated today. That's the way it's going. So, yes, James Harden's team is better, but that's because they have a skill set more tailored to him. They've been building around James Harden that's for what, three years. That's what makes his MVP case even stronger. You brought that up to weaken his MVP case, but the fact that they tailored the team around him. I didn't bring they, it up to weaken it. I brought it up oh, to okay. strengthen Westbrook's. Like, oh, Westbrook okay, is okay. having this year – but I mean, but, to, to, to strengthen only, Westbrook, you would have to weaken Harden, if you get what not, I'm saying. I mean, theoretically, you but Because they're the only really. two necessarily that's really going to win. They're the only two. It's neck and neck. Yes, but I don't think you have to weaken Harden. You can call one thing great without calling the other thing bad. That's what I'm doing. I'm calling Westbrook's great because this was But if you say McDonald's year, fries are great, you're taking a shot at Burger King's fries. No, you're not. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, you are. You're just saying McDonald's fries, they have their, their I don't whatever. They're great. Westbrook's season, in my opinion, is not to be taken away because his team isn't as good. In two years, when three years, when it's some time for the team to build, this team was built for this team that Westbrook is currently on was built for him and KD. Now you take KD out of the equation and he rose to the occasion. Now you're gonna say, "Oh, you're not the MVP just because you have your team overachieving." If you take Westbrook can put him on the Rockets. I'm pretty sure they'll be about the same. I don't. Whoa. I now don't I don't really know. like doing that because obviously yeah, it's a hypothetical. lot of different things yeah. going to it. But you get what I'm saying. And basketball people in general get what I'm saying. That team is not. That team is like one superstar who can get to. Get, if you put a John Wall on that team, he'll still be, produ- be productive because he can get to the rim and dish it out to the shooters. But if you put a t- team, if you put a player on that OKC Thunder team. That's tough, man. But that both, team is not very good. But I don't have a lot of skill set. You're right. But I feel that both teams are – their supporting casts are considerably weak. They're both pretty much full of rejects. No one wanted Eric Gordon. No one wanted really Ryan Anderson. You're right. No one wanted – I know they can shoot, but they are like injury-prone players, and they just happen to hit luck because they can just shoot threes. And the Rockets, they're just so analytical-based that they said, hey, we're not going to take no mid-range shots. We're just going to shoot threes, and we're going to beat everybody by just shooting more threes than everybody. So it just that just happened to work for them. But I think both supporting casts are weak, so, I mean, it's hard to really say. You just got to go with how they're doing, how Harden and Westbrook are doing, and then look at the team's success and go from there. I want to know. I, w- I wish we had access to some kind of high stat guy. I mm. want to know, Westbrook is averaging 10.4 assists right now. Harden is averaging 11.3. I want to know how many of Harden's assists come off of a simple drive, 
kick to a wide open guy that knocks it down. Oh, no, no. As opposed to <laughs> Westbrook's drive kick to a wide open guy that completely bricks it. Look, I'll give you that now. I didn't watch a whole bunch of Harden games, and he just, just, they're all, everyone's standing still, and then he just throws it to Ryan Anderson, and Ryan Anderson just shoots it, and then it goes in. So I'll just give you that. Like, he just standing still, and then just passed to Ryan, like, assist that I can get. Yeah. So, I mean, some of his assists are, like, easier than Westbrook's. I'll give you that, but. It's hard to go, and then you, you when you dive into that, you go into a whole another world of whose assist is easier and all blase blase. So I mean, it's hard to look at it in that perspective, but. And I understand that, but I just I don't I just feel like Westbrook's supporting cast is in in practice worse than Harden's because, like like you like Ray uh you I and Ray had a, in a discussion before, um his team is built to, to tailor to him, mm-hmm. so. That's why his, that's why they're working so well together because it's built for him to drive, kick, dish it out to a shooter. Yeah, it's this and much in the same way LeBron's team is built for him, things like that. So you like so you like Westbrook for the MVP basically? Yes, yeah, so I don't think he'll get it because obviously people are going to pay attention to the fact that the Rockets are what the third best team in the West. Yeah, and the Thunder are what in sixth place right now, uh-huh. and they do. Think fifth overall wise have the same talent, but I think when you look at skill set, it's the Thunder. Or when you look at skill set, the Rockets are a much better team. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is. All right, James, are you ready for number of the day? Surprisingly, yes. Oh, James <laughs> came ready for number of the day because he's ready. We're gonna let you go first. Go ahead, bro. All right, so I seen this stat um, March twenty fourth, Friday. So. As of Friday, this is going to go into this MVP topic we just had. Russell Westbrook has contested a total of 160 field goals throughout the season. Okay. That is horribly bad. Basically, pretty much, let's put it like this. DeAndre Jordan has contested more three-pointers than Russell Westbrook. Contested more? Yes. So like defense-wise? Yes. So what that means is he's not contesting your shots. What is he going to do? Get rebound. <laughs> so, so in my eyes, I'm thinking he's chasing stats. But I plead the fifth. Hey, I, I just plead the fifth. I'm just gonna so let it go think, on that one. So you're so so now you're trying to discredit his rebound totals for. I hey, 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 hey. I'm just saying he's not contesting. If he's not contesting threes, he's doing something. <laughs> he's he's not talking to the coach or nothing. He's if he's not contesting threes, he's got to be doing something. So I'm thinking he's going down there trying to steal rebounds. That's just me though. I could be wrong. I don't. I do think. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say he's stat chasing because who do they have to grab rebounds other than Stephen Adams? Bro, they 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 literally have three six ten players. They literally lead the league in like rebounds. Just because you're big doesn't mean you rebound. Look at Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> True. My man's averaging like six rebounds a game. He's a starting center in the NBA, playing thirty minutes a game. But it's hard for you to try to convince me that the fact that Russell Westbrook would be a better rebounder than Stephen Adams. I'm just saying, <laughs> the man's averaging a triple double. No, Stop I, trying to discredit. You're right. You're right. Get it, Westbrook. Get it, Westbrook. He's averaging a triple double. Hey, I don't think you think so he's you're gonna, telling me that Russell Westbrook is the first person since Oscar Robinson to try to average a triple double. You don't that, think he's trying to average a triple double? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah he is. Okay. No, I don't. I disagree with you. I don't think he's the first person. He's the first person with the skill set. Oh, you you don't think so? I don't know. Eh. No, I think he's the first person. No. Because nobody, I don't think anyone, well, I mean, obviously anybody, not anybody, but majority of the league can score over 10 points a game. But I don't really know. 
I don't really know. Um, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, now. He's yeah, the only yeah. person with the skill set to do it. Yes, he's the only well, person LeBron with the skill could, set and the mindset. And thank you. Yeah, yeah that's why okay. I was missing that the skill set and the mindset. Yeah, because yeah. LeBron could do it, but he yeah. just don't. He doesn't he have, doesn't the, have mindset the mindset to get to it. To it. Yeah. I, okay, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. All right, man. Hey, real quick, going back to the NCAA, what do you think about about uh, Lonzo Ball's claim that he's better than Markel Fultz? Hey, man, that's the confidence that they build in the ball house, man. So I think that he's he's bonding to it, and I think he believes that he really is better than Markel Fultz, and I believe it too. As far as being an all-around player, I think Markel Fultz is a better scorer, and he's a, a decent uh, passer, decent playmaker, but as far as an all-around player, I like Lonzo Ball. Fair enough. And if you care, things got interesting. Markel Fultz just retweeted an article. Yeah, I'm looking at that citing, right now. Yeah, an article citing that uh, Lonzo Ball said that he is better than Markel Fultz. And basically, Lonzo Ball built his argument of him being better than Markel Fultz on the fact, long story short, of Markel Fultz not leading his team to the NCAA tournament. Because he yeah. said he's a great scorer, he's a great um, player, and I don't want to discredit him. But I just feel like I have the better ability to lead a team. Do you which think is obviously a shot at the fact that Washington was what nine and twenty something this year? Yeah. Do you think that this take comes from um, his dad? Because I don't think um, usually when you hear players say that they're the best, they just say that they're better than the field. I think ES. I didn't see the question that ESPN asked them, but I'm thinking ESPN was like, "Are you better than Markel Fultz?" Because I've seen someone ask. Lavar is he better than Markel Fultz? And of course, he said yeah. But I'm wondering if ESPN asked him personally, "Oh, do you believe you're better than Markel Fultz?" Just because of the fact that they know his dad would say yes. So do you think that his dad is like? Who knows? You never know what those guys. <laughs> yeah. This man said that Leandro Ball is gonna be a one and done. <laughs> yeah, that's and that kid's a three star. And that's probably the third craziest <laughs> thing he ever said. So, <sighs> but all right, man. My number of the day, um, nine. Over his la- over Anthony Davis's last nine games, he's averaging twenty nine points, fourteen rebounds, two assists, shooting sixty three percent, uh, true shooting percentage. He's shooting fifty five from the field, thirty nine from the field, or fifty five from the field, thirty nine from three, and eighty from the free throw line. He is the first person to do this over a period of time, over nine games since Charles Barkley. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Has potential to be very good. Real quick, real, 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 I know I said real quick last time, but real, real quick. Why can't the Pelicans get it going? Like, what, what's going on there? Hey, I told you Demarcus Cousins may not be as good as advertised. You was the one vouching for him. <laughs> You're right, I was. But I don't. I really don't know. I, I honestly don't know, man. They might need a little bit more perimeter scoring. I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough to see how it's gonna work out. It's still early, so maybe give it another year. But they obviously need to get some more perimeter scoring, perimeter shooting, so they can space out for those bigs to operate. All right, that's gonna do it for our show today. Uh, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at in the numbers i n t h the number three numbers. Check us out on SoundCloud www.soundcloud.com backslash in the numbers. And um, that's gonna do it for me and James. Be easy. <laughs>